0: Welcome to day 158 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a height from our readings which can be found in Proverbs 16 through 18. Today we're going to switch it up a little bit and focus on one verse from each chapter, starting with Proverbs 16 verses 25. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is death. This is a really good reminder that in our minds and in our spiritual thoughts and life if we are not checking with God things might be perceived to be right and one of my favorite examples of this is David hiding in a cave Saul comes in to go to the bathroom probably a number two because he was in there for a while enough for David's men to discuss with him what Saul was doing in there and They're all saying God's delivered him into your hand, David, and David moves forth to take Saul's life and then has this moment of clarity when he goes, no, this is the Lord's anointed. I can't do this. Everything about that situation probably seemed right. And yet it would have led to literal death for Saul, but also would have had blood guilt on David. And so There are situations in our life that seem like they're being orchestrated. And we go, oh, this is perfect. This must be what is right. And again, with Joshua, they go to invade the next enemy army. And they go, well, the Lord was with us for the last one. So he'll surely be with us for this one. And they didn't stop to check. They didn't stop to check their hearts. They didn't stop to check to make sure that God had given them the green light. And it cost them dearly. There is a way that seems right to the heart of a man, but leads to death. Let's make sure that what seems right is God's right and not ours. Because we will perceive circumstances and situations as a nod sometimes when they're not. Because sometimes we're looking so deeply for that yes. Let's look for what God wants, God's way. In Proverbs 17, verse 9, whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friends. I really like this one. This is the power of dwelling and the power of forgiveness. Whoever seeks to cover an offense, in other words, whoever forgives, desires love and reconciliation. And forgiveness is powerful. And sometimes people go, oh, forgive and forget. And forgetting isn't necessarily an obligation or a step in forgiveness, but I'll tell you, there are times we're going, I'm not going to think about this anymore after I've given them forgiveness. That helps. That actually does help because what we see here is the contrast is, but he who repeats a matter. In other words, in, in the other language, he who dwells on a matter divides or ends close friendships. When we dwell When we focus on the thing that has wronged us, it can grow and grow, and the anger is being fed, and it's cultivating, and it's overtaking. But when we choose to go, hey, I'm not going to think about this anymore, we we actually allow room for anger to shrink and love to grow. What are you dwelling on? Do Do you want to make things right? Do you want to forgive? That's a dangerous question. Do I really want to forgive? And of course, the obvious answer should be yes, but we're human and we're sometimes dragged down by our flesh. Let's forgive. And sometimes the best way to come to forgiveness is to go, I'm not going to dwell on this. I'm going to hold on to the words of God and I'm going to forgive. Next, Proverbs 18, verse 1. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own demise. He breaks out against sound judgment. Many, many, many times growing up when I was in high school, this was early 2000s. What I heard often is, I don't need to go to church in order to be a Christian. And my answer to that has always been, yes, but no, that's not right. Yes, the presence of God is anywhere. Yes, you can connect with him anywhere. But everywhere in the Bible is littered with community, community, community. All of the commandments have to do with how we engage with one another. In other words, being together is actually quite important. The first thing God does with man is go, it's not good that he's alone. Oh, look, here's another one. Guys, be fruitful and multiply. We are not meant to live in isolation. We are not meant to not be challenged at times. And so while you can have a relationship with God, On your own, you rob yourself when you do not gather with other people who believe. You rob yourself when the opinion that you want is your own and only your own. You become unable to yield or see the wisdom that others can bring. And you can learn from anyone, either they're a great example or a terrific warning. But you can learn from anyone. And yes, the church can be messy and it can be difficult at times. But this is a hospital. And other people are further along on their journey to recovery than others, right? It's like a gym. Not everyone in a gym is in top shape. Some people just arrived there yesterday. It's January 1st, and they're trying to get into the habit of lifting weights. That's church. Don't pretend that staying isolated from the community of believers is gonna make you stronger. It's actually gonna do the opposite, and it's gonna allow pride and arrogance to fester and to grow. We need to come together. We need to connect. We need to be seeing one another. Otherwise, we will lead to our own demise. Lots to think about today. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.